0: Welcome welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast. Michigan. Winter. <laughs> Yay! Hey, I'm skiing, I'm tobogganing, I put my decorations out, now I don't have to worry about them until it thaws. I don't know about <laughs> you, but it's cold out, okay, I'll go with it, it's cold. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm just thankful that we go out and play in it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what Taylor and I have been talking about recently is we live in Michigan. We know it's cold, but we have to have snow here because if we don't have snow, then there isn't anything for us to do outside. And then it's just cold and dreary. So let's get dumped on. Yes, let's go out.
0: (laughs) Let's enjoy it. That's what it's for. And then about end of February, early March, when it gets all nasty, all that kind of stuff, then I'm going to Florida.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a couple more months. <laughs> it's a good plan. And uh, we always like to give you lessons to think about here on Money Mentors. And as we enter a new year, if you're maybe setting some of those goals for yourself and your retirement, feel free to reach out at matsonfinancial.com. Matson with two T's, financial.com. And a bit of good news here, Gary and Laurel, as we head into 2024, the Federal Reserve says rate hikes are likely over. And Fed Chief Jerome Powell predicts as many as three cuts in the new year.
0: We are seeing uh, you know, strong growth that is that is appears to be moderating. We're seeing a labor market that is coming back into balance by so many measures and we're seeing inflation making real progress. These are the things we've been wanting to see.
2: It all sounds good, but he admits there is still a bit of uncertainty with our economy. So given some of this latest information as we close out the year, what steps should we maybe consider with our investment strategy as we look ahead to the new year?
0: Well, let's see what Congress and Senate can screw up next.
2: All right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's look at
0: reality what's going on in the marketplaces. You know, if you look at blue-chip dividend-paying stocks, they have have not fully rebounded. And the reason was, very simply, that if I can get 4 or 5% return on my money in the bond market, well, I'm going to go there because there's no risk. As these rates start going down, that bond market's going to become shallower or less desirable, if you would. And then we're going to see people shifting back into stocks that are paying dividends. So now might be a great time to take advantage of that downside that blue chips are in. Now, I've been predicting that that's going to happen, so self-fulfilled prophecy, if you go out and all buy blue chip dividend stocks you're going to make what I said happen and that's okay too but understand it's what's going on economically that makes sense to do that so while you have higher interest rates are nice for yields they're going to come down we're seeing banks now went from 5% offerings down to 4 anticipation that this is going to happen Interest rates are gonna start coming down from mortgages as well. So if you got that seven, eight percent mortgage, you might wait until summertime or start looking around and saying, hey, what can I do as far as lowering that mortgage rate? Because rates are gonna come down three declines at quarter percent each, that's three quarters of a point. Mm -hmm. So once again, if that's what they do, it's gonna be a great time to look at what's gonna happen in the future. And that means that housing is probably gonna rise a little bit.
2: Real-life
0: lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast.
2: Well, it's interesting to note a recent analysis of Census Bureau stats finds that Michigan has the seventh lowest average retirement age in the nation. So we're still pretty young when we retire here. Now, the average person retires in Michigan at just 62. The average Social Security check, just over $1,800 for those folks. And the average cost of retirement each year is over $54,000. I guess problem is here, Gary and Laurel, we're looking at just averages here. I mean, but it Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting to note uh, a lot of people retire young.
1: Yeah, and I think that is very true, especially here in West Michigan. We see that a lot. Honestly, people start coming to us in their 50s and say, am I ready to go at 55? Uh What about okay, if I hit that 59 and a half, or do I have to push to 62? So we don't see that many that wanna wait until 70, but we do have a fair amount of people who say, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm never going to retire. Mm -hmm. I love what Mm -hmm. I do, and that's just not in the plans for me. But that's what I love about what we do is everybody's uniqueness, right? No matter where you're at with different scenarios, you know, the average, amount that you need for retirement, we're going to help you with figuring out that calculation and seeing if you've saved enough to meet your goals that we talk about.
0: Yeah, let's say, for example, you're age 55 and you're ready to retire, but you're not 59 and a half, well, there's a way that you can take money out of your retirement in systematic ways that you're not going to pay that 10% premature retirement penalty. On the other side, if you're working past 70 and you're still putting money away into your company's retirement program, you do not have required minimum distributions. Mm -hmm. So each person and each scenario is so different. That's why it's so much fun for us because, again, every time a client comes in our door, it's something new. It's something that we get to see, and we get to solve the problem for the client of what is best for them. Give an example last week we had a couple came in and she wanted to know if it's okay for her to start withdrawing for her social security benefits. Now here's the fun part. She's over ten years older than he is. Oh. So here comes a rule change. Ready for this? Uh-huh. When she turns 73 and does her requirement distributions, her requirement of percentage is a lot less than the average person because he is ten years older younger so the numbers are a little different so we look at that and say okay well you can do Social Security now because you're not gonna take out as much and so your money's gonna last longer for them the numbers work so she's gonna take Social Security now work some and then she's gonna wait until he retires before she starts collecting her other benefits that are available out there so it's understanding these nuances for your plan that makes a difference
2: And, Laurel, I'm betting a lot of people are kind of shocked, too, at how little they'll get out of Social Security, especially if they are retiring, say, at 62 when you're first eligible. Sometimes it makes sense to wait on those types of things, too. And as in the couple situation that Gary mentioned there, everyone's Social Security scenario is a
1: little bit different. Oh, it is. And we definitely suggest to log in if you haven't yet to SSA.gov, create your online account, and look at your statement because you want to make sure you don't see any zeros in there. If you we're working and also make sure that your wages, you know, that report there are accurate because we have had some clients come in and say there is a discrepancy mm-hmm. and you have to go back to the social security office, get all that fixed up. So make sure you review it. But you know, to your point, Jennifer, we're gonna run different scenarios to show what did social security look like if you were to take it now or if you waited a few years till your full retirement age, or what happens if you defer until the latest date of age 70, and how does that really all work with your current plan and your investment strategy? Yeah,
0: You know, for us, Social Security is part of that critical income need, the mm-hmm. money you need every month to pay your ordinary bills. And it's not the only part you should have. You know, you've worked how many years for retirement and you want to enjoy retirement. You know, there are people who just want to sit in front of the TV and enjoy movies and that type of thing. But most people want to have enough money to do the things that they dreamed of doing and not have to punch in the clock. And one of the things we love to talk to clients about is when you're in retirement and your plan changes. We've had people in retirement, fully retired, and all of a sudden go back to work Hmm. or They have a scenario that came up. Somebody wants them to actually change location and buy their home, and now they're looking at going where family have moved to and what's going to look like that in the future. Do they become permanent residents of Florida, or do they take a fifth wheel down there? You know, all these things come up, and your plan's got to be flexible to be able to handle those things. And that's what we're happy with for our clients is that, I just told clients this last week when they're moving down to Florida, I said, you can do this. And they said, well, we're thinking about a condo. I know them. I said, you guys don't want a condo. And he uh-huh. goes, well, why not? You like to tinker in a garage. He says, you're right. And I says, so you're not going to get a garage with a condo for the most part, or yeah. you're going to pay a lot more money for it. Take your money, save it up, find the house you like. You guys can afford it. Just get the right place. Don't be in a hurry just to buy a condo.
2: That's smart, thinking through things for them. And I guess that comes with years of experience helping walk people through these various retirement decisions. You've been through this so many times. For many of us, though, it's the first time we're going through it. And as I was looking at the numbers here, especially that age of 62, Gary and Laurel, I was thinking about uh, what Matt, Matt Sayla, one of your team members, tells us, too. A lot of times people are caught off guard, too, by how much they might have to pay for health care if they don't do a little research on that, especially if you're retiring before that Age of sixty-five,
0: it can scare you when you look at the numbers. Yeah. in fact, some people come to us and say, "We've got this figured out. We're going to use Cobra, the plan that our company allows us to buy into, and the premiums are twenty-seven hundred dollars a month." And we look at each other and go, "Like, really? That's what you want to spend on?" Well, I didn't think I have a choice. No, there's a lot of choices out there. Let's look and see which one's the best for you. Because you have it available at Cobra, that doesn't mean you should be using it, or maybe the right thing to use. So it comes down to what is the coverage you need for how long, and then what is the cost going to be and the benefits you need. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio.